As newer Onco-PTs, we sometimes put extra pressure on ourselves to be the perfect oncology physical therapist. That if we don't demonstrate our knowledge, our competence, our maturity in oncology to our patients right away, then we're not doing it right. That we might be perceived as, well, a newbie. I think a lot of this stems from we have this idea of how an expert oncology physical therapist shows up, dresses, talks to patients, treats patients, advocates for the profession, attends tumor boards, markets to oncologists, etc., etc., etc. So pause right here. When I was saying all that, who did you just picture in your head? What does that expert onco-PT look like? What do they dress like? What do they talk like? How do they treat their patients? If it's some crusty, stiff, 100-year-old therapist who's still practicing in the 1950s, wearing a button-down shirt, dress pants, that is only one version of an oncology physical therapist. The reality is, not every patient needs that version of an oncopt. In fact, your patient likely needs something else entirely. Welcome to the OncoPT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent OncoPT. Here's your host, Elise Contu. Hey, OncoPT, and welcome to this episode of the OncoPT Podcast. My name is Elise. I'm your host. I'm the voice behind the OncoPT Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're here. And I'm going to start with kind of an awkward story about me because there's no better way to, I think, really demonstrate the power and the the pervasiveness of my weird um, than compared to this story. So I think as, again, new OncoPTs, we have this very much concept of what does an expert physical therapist look like? And when I was a newer OncoPT, I had this weird concept that in order for patients to take me seriously, I had to act in a very specific way. I believe that I had to be serious all the time with very rigid and structured sessions in order to get the job done. Now, I'm sure this stemmed from a variety of reasons. A lot of the therapists that I encountered very early in this educational process for me were males who dressed up in button-down shirts and stiff pants and were just a little stiff themselves. And so I had this idea that, oh, that should be me. And especially, I think, as a very petite female who is sometimes not always taken seriously in the clinical setting, because I am petite and I, I look like a child sometimes, this this was kind of my way of combating that, which I know sounds so silly now. And so Again, I believed I had to be very structured and I had this concept of professionalism because, you know, I didn't want to be considered unprofessional. I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to be a physical therapist who patients showed up and trusted. And so in this process of being so rigid, I came off as cold. I never really shared anything about me, the real me behind the surface niceties. So all of my sessions, all of my interactions were very much at the surface level. And in doing so, instead of demonstrating my, quote, professionalism, this actually backfired. In my attempts, again, professionalism, very heavy quotes here, in trying to seem professional, I came off as distanced, rigid, and sometimes hard to connect with. 
and I really didn't form those meaningful relationships with my patients. As you can probably imagine, this strategy did not last very long. It was frankly exhausting to keep up, especially in cancer rehab when so much of what we do depends on building a strong relationship with our patients. So instead of my early robot strategy, here's what I wish I would have done instead from the very beginning. Without a doubt, the very best strategy for treating patients with cancer is to show up fully as yourself. Now, you may have been thinking, (laughs) now strategy, we might be thinking different exercise prescription techniques, etc. But I think what is the most important thing behind everything that we do, all of the interventions we implement, all of the outcome measures we have our patients complete, all the exam techniques that we take our patients through, at the heart of this is there is a human being that we are treating. And I think sometimes in our efforts to try and keep up with the workday, we all know that there's various demands upon us as a physical therapist beyond just the stuff that we do as the treating professional, the clinician, is, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so I think it's important behind all of that, behind all the busyness, behind all the busy work sometimes, behind all the documentation, behind all the paperwork, etc., at the heart of this We are a human treating another human. And this other human that we're encountering, again, as the OncoPT, is at one of the most vulnerable states that they've probably ever been in. We see patients all the time with cancer. We see cancer all the time. Sometimes it may may not always phase us, for example. You know, we see this all day, every day. But for this person this patient that we're treating, this is likely their first experience with cancer. It has rocked their world. It has shaken their entire existence from top to bottom, side to side, all around. So what can be a very recurrent, mundane experience for us. Oh, yep. Another patient comes in. They've got, for me, one of the big things I encounter in my practice is breast cancer related lymphedema. Yep. This is another patient with lymphedema. Yep. I know how to treat this. I know how to get pretty good outcomes here. All that. I know this stuff because I see it all day, every day. My patient is living this experience with their one cancer, their one life, hopefully their one cancer that they're experiencing now, and they are having to navigate this. And I think when we show up with this very faux idea of professionalism and we don't allow ourselves to really connect with our patients, we are doing a disservice to our patients. Now, I am not saying let your crazy flag fly. Everybody's got a little crazy. We're all crazy in our own way. It's just kind of the degree and the uh, extent and the, the form in which you are crazy. But when we show up as a human, for the human in front of us, this is where we really make those connections. And we know that when we form these connections, when we establish a relationship and build a rapport with our patients, this is where we really start to see those improvements that we're looking for. Again, in this very vulnerable time period in these patients' lives, we have the opportunity to show up and really serve and connect with them and to be oftentimes a resource that they don't necessarily always have the opportunity to establish and build with other 
healthcare providers, especially within the oncology space. Space, excuse me. We know that these patients have a very finite time with their oncologists because the oncologists have a lot of patients. You know, everybody's busy. I get it. But when we're working with these patients, we have such a beautiful opportunity to really build that trust, establish that relationship, and form these connections that they may not get elsewhere. And because of this, because we are able to make those connections, I truly believe that we have some of the best opportunities to really, really, you know, make a meaningful change in this person's life. I'm biased, of course. Obviously, I love Onco PT, but I really do think that we have such an opportunity here that is unlike anything else. So again, when we show up as our whole selves, we're able to connect, we're able to establish trust, our patients see that we're human too at the end of the day. And I think that's really important. So when I interviewed uh, Doc JPT, Back in episode 110, she discussed her own way of connecting with her patients. And she knew very early on in her career that she saw how a lot of PTs in the profession in general show up for their patients and have this idea of professionalism and what professional is. And there's a lot to unpack with professional that, frankly, me as a cishet white female, I don't even have the capacity or the experience to understand all that is built within this idea of, quote, professionalism that we have long perpetuated in our culture, in our society. But she identified so early on that she wanted a different way to connect with her patients, especially in the community that she shows up in and serves. And it has been so stinking cool to see her ex bloat. Her private practice is just booming out in Atlanta, Georgia. She is really connecting with historically underserved patient populations that have just kind of been left behind. And even though she serves a very niche market within kind of the ortho world, that's not quite the same as OncoPT. The parallels between Doc JPT's practice and what I'm trying to do in my own practice and what I'm trying to implement in cancer rehab period are striking because we see these patients who are experiencing significant impairment, significant side effects, and have just long been left to their own devices. Sound like cancer rehab, right? I thought so too. And so in building this relationship, albeit, you know, sometimes, quote, unconventional from what we're used to, Doc J is really establishing that connection, both with her patients and then deeper within her community, where she's now really being recognized as this expert because she is able to connect with her patients, identify their problems, and get them to where they're trying to go. Reaching those goals together. And she's unlocked all of that by showing up as her true self for her patients. So after I had Doc J PT on the podcast, I really started to think about how can I do this in my own experience? What does this look like for me? And I remember experience, an experience that I had with a patient. So this was mm, April of 2020, I think now. So it's been a couple years, almost a couple years. And there was obviously a lot of uncertainty happening, right? So again, for context, if anybody doesn't remember, um, April 2020, everything was shutting down, if not had already shut down. 
And I had patients who were still coming in. Obviously, cancer didn't stop because of COVID. Cancer treatment did not stop because of COVID, for the most part. So patients are still having these side effects and impairments that need cancer rehab. Unfortunately, due to logistics um, of the institution that I was working at previously, I did not know day to day if I was actually going to be returning to the clinic um, to treat my patients. It was very stressful, um, very frustrating. And in, of course, the midst of everything that's going on, it made for a very challenging work environment. And so on a particular day, I had a patient who I absolutely just adore. And she came in and because of her own profession, she was now not traveling for work. And so she had the opportunity to actually come to her visits more regularly, which was so good. We were seeing such great progress, et cetera. And on this particular morning, I mean, like emotions were running high. And as I'm explaining to my patient, I don't know if we are going to have our session that we have scheduled later this week because this, this, and this. And I actually started crying. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm tearing up and I'm trying to wipe away my tears underneath my, my, you know, my mask and my visor or my what protective shield that I was wearing. I thought, oh my God, this is so unprofessional. Like she's going to think that I'm just like a hot mess, whatever. And it was so cool because I'm sure this, you know, I don't know what this patient was thinking exactly, but in that moment, I let her into my world. I, you know, I let her into like, wow, I'm so like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now, you know, and everything. And instead of her being kind of like turned off or turned away from that or thinking, wow, I'm over here dealing with my obvious own, you know, troubles right now. And my therapist is having to melt down in therapy. Instead of that, she was the one who was then comforting me. And I think in showing a little bit of the emotion and the feelings that I was feeling at that time, we were better able to connect amidst all the crazy that was happening that even if we didn't have certainty about what was going to happen the next day, the next week, we could still have that really cool time together in that moment and work towards the goals that we had set together. And I have to say, um, instead of this patient running away, which was really cool, she continued to be my patient and has continued to come back for my services. She followed me, actually, after she had a recent um, revision surgery, sought me out, and then actually came over to my private practice, which was the coolest thing. And I think that is one of the neatest things, is that the patients that I have this long-term relationship with who have who have come with me, who have followed me as I left that previous institution. I took a year off of clinical care and now they are seeking me out for my cancer rehab services. Those are the ones that I established that relationship with. And hot darn it, if that is not the coolest thing ever, I don't know what is. So all this to say, you may have a preconceived notion of what it means to be professional to demonstrate professionalism. But in the act of being a high-quality physical therapist, don't forget to show up as yourself and the nuances and the uniqueness and your, your character and your personality. Don't forget to infuse that into your physical therapy sessions with your patients. Because again, if nothing else, 
cancer rehab is probably one of the most important places to really show up as ourselves to make those human connections with the person, with the patient, with the human, the other human in front of us so that we can work together through, frankly, some of the toughest times that they will probably ever experience. Maybe that doesn't mean crying in your session, (laughs) but as you know, if you've been around the podcast for any length of time, you know that sometimes I do cry in my sessions with my patients. That was probably the first time I've ever cried by myself in a session, like patient was not crying with me. But at the same time, I really do think patients recognize when we are showing up truly as ourselves, as a human in service of another human, and that leads to some of the best patient PT relationships that I've ever had. And I'm blessed that I am able to continue that work, even with some of these patients to this day, which is so stinking cool. So don't try to fit yourself into the box of what you think an OncoPT is, because there is room for each of us in this beautiful cancer rehab world. There is a need for you to show up as your cool, weird, awkward, quirky, amazing human self to help others. We need that. We need that now more than ever. So today, make the commitment, show up fully for your patients as yourself. See what happens. I would really love to know. In fact, I would really love it if you would DM me on Instagram and let me know what kind of, what things did you notice today? What did you notice when you committed to showing up fully as yourself for your patients? What magic happened? You can find me on Instagram at the PT. I look forward to getting those DMs. And remember, you are exactly the physical therapist that your patients with cancer need. So let's get to work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, leave a rating and review, or support us on Patreon. 